Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Book Broads. Hi, Bailey. How are you? I am doing great. How about you, Alex? Doing well. I'm really excited to finally talk about this book that we've probably been sitting on for a month now yeah. um, and just haven't gotten around to recording this episode, but thank God the hype is still around. So we you know, are jumping on the train and we're going to discuss it. And at this point, people have had plenty of time to read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book we're discussing is I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. It's her memoir. And I literally could not be more excited to talk about this. And I couldn't love this book more. Yeah, no, it is so good. As everybody knows, like no one could get a physical copy unless you got it as soon as it came out or pre-ordered. It sold out so fast. Um, I was able to listen to it through our Libro FM account, which was so awesome. Again, thank you, Libro FM. Um, but yeah, it. I am so excited to talk about this book because I flew through it. Yeah, me too. I... I kind of want to reread it. It hasn't even been that long since I read it, but Mm -hmm. um, we'll get into this more. But I think like, I just, I appreciate everyone who's taking the time to read it and really understand it and sit with it and just like let it soak in. Yeah. Um, Because you have to be a certain kind of person to pick up a book that says, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad my mom died and be inquisitive, I guess, because of course anyone who reads that title is going to be like, what? Yeah. Um, But to give it a chance and to like see where she's coming from and be like, okay, why? Why is she glad her mom died? Um, And the answer is really nuanced and really interesting. And I always just like, I love people who love this book because I just know that they get it, you know? Yeah. Like you have, you have a really great working brain, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like like you just get it. Or like you're an empathetic person. Yeah. Or like you have emotional intelligence. Like I don't even mean it from like a, oh, I'm better than you standpoint. No, no. I just mean it like if you get this book, like you get this book and you're different. Like you're built mm. different. Yeah. Um, Because I'm sure like, you know, when I – we'll talk about this in a bit. But I did go to um, a live event that she did in New York at Town Hall. So awesome. Where she discussed the book um, with her editor, Sean Manning. And – um basically what she said that like really stuck with me was she was like, well, you know, the only people I want to read this book are the ones who get the title. And if they don't get the title and they say, Oh, I'm not reading that. Well, the book's not for them. And I was like, wow. That's like, I mean, she said it way more eloquently than that, but that was her point. And I was like, wow, like that is so true. Like the people who aren't going to want to pick it up based on that title alone and are going to judge a book based on its cover um, are not the ones who should be or deserve to read this book. So yeah. Yeah, no, I so agree. And I feel like you could even say like people who re- who like are really going to get this are people who have really been through some shit. Not exactly stuff that Jeanette has gone through specifically, but like, you know, like people who have experienced the reality of life and right. different familial, familial situations, whatever it may be. Like, I don't think a person who has lived a very privileged, great home life, great whatever life is going to get it and is going to come is going to understand the place that Jeanette's coming from, if that all makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I hope they still read it and they gain a different perspective. Like, I don't think she's trying to isolate only people with trauma or anything like that. But you're so right. Like, it's just if you get this book, you get it like you've dealt with maybe possibly like an abuse situation in your life, or you've dealt with a neglectful parent or anything like that. And um, it's so the book is so healing and I can imagine it was just as healing or I guess more healing for her to write it than it was, um, you know, for us to read it. But like, it really is, it's so 
I don't know how to describe it. It just feels so good and you feel so yeah. understand and heard. And even though like I've never been through the things she's been through, like I'm sure plenty of people in similar situations can relate. And it's just so therapeutic, I guess, would be where I said. Although she made a point to kind of give a disclaimer that the book is not therapy. Yeah. That she had to have actual therapy and that like this was not the way to um or not the sole way to like deal with her problems, but I'm sure it was part of it and yeah. I'm glad that she wrote it. Yeah, me too. No, I'm so glad she wrote it. As hard as it may have been, you know, for her, for a lot of it, like I'm so glad she wrote it and was very raw and vulnerable in the book. Oh yeah. She's going to change lives with this. Like no doubt in my mind, she probably already has. Um, I know it made like a huge impact on me and it's definitely going to be one of my favorite books for a while. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of want to start by asking you, um, and I'll answer as well. What is your history with Jeanette McCurdy? Because yeah. <laughs> Bailey, Bailey and I are both in our mid twenties. And so we grew up with Jeanette. I mean, I assume, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to find out, yeah. but um, it's just interesting to see like the demographic of people who read this book, like whether they've known her from before, they've only heard of her, what the deal is. So what is your relationship with Jeanette McCurdy prior <laughs> no, to this book? No, that's, I, I'm so glad you're starting with this. Cause I was thinking like, we should like come from, you know, this book is, she wrote it, you know, it's usually people who know of her or know her and have followed her are going to also pick up this book. Um, but you know, it's a great place to start, but yeah, for me, it's definitely iCarly. Um, I've that's what I know her from. I think that's the only thing I've known her from. I might have known about her stint in country music, but it was like refreshed in the book because she does touch on it. Um, but that was really it. I was too old for like the salmon cat type thing. Like I didn't watch that or like within that later generation of Nickelodeon, but iCarly is what I've known her from. And I wouldn't say like I was like a huge fan. I, I liked her in the show. I knew of her. I'd really like, she's just one of those people like I didn't have the biggest opinion on. I, she made me laugh in the show. Um, but I know you really love her and loved her for a long time, um, which is a little bit different from myself and how I know her. Um, so yeah, I reflect now give, you can answer <laughs> the question as well. Yeah, no, true. Like, so true. I feel like so many people have the same experience. It's just kind of like you grew up knowing her and you, you know, watched her on the show and you thought she was good, but it kind of ended there. Yeah. Um, I was a huge and still am obviously a huge Jeanette McCurdy fan. Like, I don't know what it was, but watching that show as a kid, like it was something that even like my family bonded over. Like when they would see Sam on the TV, they'd be like, look, it's Sam. Like she's doing something so funny. Like, oh I just God. remember that like as a, as a pinpoint of my childhood. Um, like, I just, I admired her so much. I thought she was hysterical. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. and being a kid, like a young kid like that, like she was so talented. And of course we ended up learning, like she never wanted to be an actress. And so it's just, it's so interesting to think about that because of how much, like, I guess I appreciated her performance back then. Like, yeah. that sounds like a dramatic way of saying it, but it was just like, I thought she was so funny and so strong. And like, I mean, I go back on my Twitter account and you literally can see like, okay, Oh, it's almost, it's been exactly uh, 11 years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you sent me some of these. Yeah. September 15th, 2011. I tweeted, OMG, at Jeanette McCurdy has the best tweets. OMG. She liked it. Mm -hmm. And then I remembered, like, she DM'd me that day. And, you know, who knows? It could have been someone from her team or whatever. But, like, she DM'd me and was like, thanks for the tweet. And, like, it literally made my life. And 11 years later, like, I still remember that. 
Oh, yeah. Because um, it just, like, meant so much to me that she, like, responded to me. Um, and it's just, like, I don't know. I just grew up really loving her and admiring her. And, yeah, like, I... I was I was literally in on that country music career. Like, how'd you get to be so close yet so far away? Oh my I still God. remember the songs. Like, I was such a fan. Like, and her music was good. Like, so you know. But in retrospect, like, she shouldn't have had to have done any of that, or you know, whatever. It's it's all about agency and like, um, you know, looking back, she definitely didn't enjoy. Um, that career or that time of her life. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just interesting, like to look back on, I don't know how, how much joy she brought me as a kid. And I did watch Sam and Cat because I was a huge Ariana Grande fan back yeah. in the day. Um, so I did watch that show, obviously, because I also love Jeanette. So I was like, oh my God, my two favorite characters, like as are, as is the same for many other people, which is why they thought that show was going to work. Um, and so I did watch it. Not like every week, but I dabbled. So I, I know the plot and all that. But um, but yeah, I just, I appreciate the fact that like, I grew up really loving her. And now I just love the adult version of her so much more. Mm -hmm. um, because now she's living really authentically and creating art that like, I still love and admire. And it's hers. It's not anyone else's. She's not playing a part or a character that she didn't write or create. Like she's being herself and she's showing up as herself. And that's my favorite version of her. Like I, I just love her. I love everything about her. Hearing her speak so eloquently about the things she's been through and like also be so appreciative of the fans who have like been around for so long and even like the new ones and just understanding that like, you know, we were kids and we grew up with her and now we're adults and we can relate to her and yeah. we can understand her and we can appreciate her in a different way. Like, it's just really nice. So I just love her. Yeah. Well, I also, I have a question for you kind of bouncing off of that and going into like talking about the book. Um, as a, a fan and like following her, did you, and aside from all the Nickelodeon-ness of it all, this is like in regards to her mom, did you have any inkling or was there anything like, I don't know, that made... I don't know, internet news or anything like that, that led to you to believe that she was like, she had this relationship with her mom. No, basically. Um, so like, not the, at all. So the announcement of this book was totally like out of left field. So not really, because I'll explain like how the timeline happened. I, just as a fan of hers who had like followed her, um, it, she came out later after her mom had passed away. Mm. Um, in more recent years, I want to say like maybe around 2020, but maybe before that, she came out and had basically, she, she's been doing, well, before COVID, she had been doing this live show that was t called I'm Glad My Mom Died. Okay. So that notion has like been around for a while. This like the book title came from that live show she was doing and like show, her, her shows got canceled because of COVID and um, stuff like that. So people weren't able to see it, but um, she also had this podcast and I am so blanking on the name, um, which, you know, I'll go back and look, but she had this podcast, um, that I really loved where she talked about it, um, in detail. And she also made YouTube videos. I don't really think a lot of those are up anymore. Cause I think I tried to go back and like watch some of them and some of them are still there, but a lot of them are gone. Um, but yeah, she had come out more recently about this idea that like she grew up, um, in a difficult home situation like that. But, but when she was on Nickelodeon, like that was never even alluded to, like we had no idea. Wow. I remember when her mom passed and like, I didn't know that her mom had had 
cancer. Like I wasn't following her that closely. Um, like, so I, I, or I don't know, maybe she wasn't talking about it, but I, I remember when her mom passed and that's pretty much it. And then it was like years later, she only then came out and said like, yeah, I'm glad my mom died and did, you know, talked about it online. And like, I'm so glad she did, but now she got to talk about it in this book. And I think it reached way more people. Mm, wow. Yeah. See, like I, I had no idea until I literally saw the cover of the book and mm-hmm. I read the summary. Like yeah, I had no idea. I might've heard something about her mom passing like very briefly, but nothing with like how years later, like you were saying, like she was on the podcast and she was talking about it and then it turned into the book. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I just, I figured that you might have more insight or like you had a better timeline and, you know, better understanding of like where this book was coming from and if you could see it coming or like anything like that. But no, totally such a great answer. But um, I think that takes us into the book for sure. Yes, for sure. And then real quick side note, just because I just looked it up, her podcast is called Empty Inside. Um, and I don't believe it is active anymore. But oh, just wanted to let you guys know it's great. And she's done short films that she has on her YouTube channel. But yeah, all of her like old vlogs are gone. I don't see them anymore. Um, but that's her right. She can remove them and do whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great. I would recommend listening to that if it's still around. Yeah, but cool. yeah, I guess we can get into the book. Yeah. Um, Fifty a million trigger warnings for what we're about to delve into. Um, I don't know yeah. if you can list and like I just pretty much there's like a, a lot of trigger warnings. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about abuse, parental abuse, mm-hmm. sexual assault, uh, a lot of discuss discussion around eating disorders. Yep. You know, we'll be like lighter about it, but just going into the book, like that's just a warning too. I don't think I she has every right to write things the way she did. I, but I also just don't think I was prepared enough for um, how much eating disorder talk there was going to be. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, she can write about it however she wants, but that's just a fair warning for anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to start with a question, which is what to you was, do you think either shocked you the most or stood out to you the most? Like, what was the most memorable thing that you read from this book? Like, what is the most memorable passage or anecdote um, or vignette that you... I've I've got one for you. Um, Mm -hmm. So, as like I said, I was listening to it via audiobook, and Jeanette does read it. Um, It was the part where she was talking about how her mother would shower her um, up until her late teens as well as showering Jeanette with her older brother. Um, Alex, I literally had to pause it. Like I, I, I was shocked. I had to stop. And I was like, you're, you're kidding. Like, it's just so wrong on a million different levels. Like I was just that taken aback by it. I had to pause the audio and like process because I was like, wait, she was this old and her older brother was this how old? And the fact that them sh- her, her mom making her shower with him and them together was a thing. I was blown away in the in the worst way possible. Um, that's the one that really stands out. And another part that I'm now thinking about is when we later in her, um, I guess, like early 20s, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on the timeline, when she started talking about or started seeing somebody about, you know, the eating disorder that she didn't know was an eating disorder. Um, how that was worded and how she wrote that was so interesting. 
just basically her mom, you know, she had no idea it was an eating disorder and her mom had her make, made her had one basically. Um, and how just she like worded that and how she came and she understood it later on, much later on in life that she's, this is what she's been suffering from for years and could not in her, in like in her brain, just like understand like, Oh, okay. This is my mom taught me this, you know, way of eating and how it's so unhealthy. Um, yeah, it's abuse. Yeah, it's like abuse. It's literally a definition it, of it abuse. Is. She had no she had no idea. Um, because it was she would go on auditions and she was starting to develop breasts. And in order to, you know, stop that from happening, it was her mom was like, Oh, you need to like not eat this or this little amount or whatever. Cause oh, we need to book you for kid roles because they book more. Um, so yeah, that also stood out. And just the way that later Jeanette just figure that out um was really interesting to read about and i was like wow this is different from what i've ever read um totally. so those are the two things at least for me and there's i didn't know there's a ton more um but i will also ask you the same question what what stood out to you and what shocked you the most yeah those definitely stood out to me um it was almost like less shocking when i was hearing it because i was like well yeah that makes a ton of sense. Like that's mm-hmm. how you develop. That's how a lot of people develop eating disorders. Like it, it was literally taught to her though. Like that's just yeah. so disturbing. Like how her mom literally taught her how to have an eating disorder. Um, but for me, like there is one specific passage that stood out a lot. And she actually read the passage at um, the book event that I went to. And I was like, yeah, like that, that one really stood out to me. Like I was, interested in the fact that they chose it, which was when she auditioned for um, the mad TV role to play Kathy Griffin's daughter. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she went to Baskin Robbins after the audition and, you know, they were celebrating because they had a coupon. So her mom, you know, she went up and said, I think I'm going to have cookies and cream. And her mom said, you don't want nutty coconut and like had a meltdown because Jeanette didn't want the flavor that she had yeah. like always wanted. And so then Jeanette decided, Oh no, I, I don't want mom to be upset. Like, let me just tell her that I wanted mm-hmm. nutty coconut so that she can be happy. Like I need to do anything in my power to stop her from having a breakdown right now. So, you know, I need to just tell her this is what I want because it's so without saying anything at all, it is just so, um, it is so exemplary of, her relationship with her mom. Like it, it gives way to like every other thing that happened between them. Um, It's just very, I don't know, like insightful, I guess, to their whole relationship. She didn't have to say anything at all about like how, you know, what that meant between like how, how that established their conversations and like the way they acted around each other and the way that she, put her mom first before herself like Mm -hmm. all she had to do was tell that story and I was like okay I know literally everything now yeah like she Um, didn't have to write out oh I changed my mind and I got this flavor instead because my mom like she just knew she just wrote that scene out of what happened and you can just immediately you know from that like what the relationship and what the situation and what she has gone through is and she does that a lot from what i can remember which is really just smart writing and that's also exactly kudos to her for being just a really great writer which it's another thing she can add to her list of what she's really great at is writing because it was just awesome how she's best at i think i think it's totally like her best i mean it's she's it's the best thing she's ever done like um, for a number of reasons. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, 
it's it's such good writing Mm -hmm. and yeah exactly what you said like she does it a million times in the book where it's like you just know immediately like she doesn't have to explain it to you like Mm -hmm. you read these stories and you know exactly what's going on um which is not like a luxury that young Jeanette had but now she has the uh the perspective looking back and like we all get to hear that and learn from it I guess so so you know so interesting that just like I don't know why that passage specifically stood out to me I just I was Mm -hmm. like that was so powerful like just that little tiny moment that like could have been a fleeting moment like stuck with her forever Mm -hmm. and something she never forgot and yeah I just thought it was interesting yeah and I think what also helped with all of that and just like knowing and understanding like oh this is another thing that her mom's doing to her again like mental abuse and everything like you know, she did a really good job establishing the very beginning of when she was little, um, mm-hmm. how the home life, how how it was, um, how, you know, she got into child and how to acting as a kid and what her mom did to get her there. Um, I think that all was so good establishing that. And then she could go into doing those little parts and just of the reader understanding and knowing like, okay, like, you know, another thing, another red flag, another whatever, just adding to like, you know, the story of how her mom did all of this abusive shit to her. You know, I think she just did a really good job at the beginning as well. Um, But yeah. Totally agree. I thought what was interesting too was, you know, even though I like have followed her for a while, um, I know that like at a certain point, I don't know if she was running her own social media or if, you know, if someone else was running it for her, but I know she kind of wiped the slate clean and then um, started doing her own posts. And now she's like, from my understanding is in charge of it from what she talked about at the event. Um, Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't, I didn't know anything about this Netflix show she was on. Oh my God. Yeah. Canada. Like, I just, I don't know why I'm pointing that out, but like, I just remembered that I was like, I had no idea she did like an acting thing like that. Oh yeah, had no Sam and Cat. Yeah, that was shocking to me. And then also another thing that really stood out to me was getting more closure on what exactly happened at Sam and Cat because, like, again, as someone who was a fan of both of them, like, there were a lot of tabloids around that time, you know, spewing bullshit. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Bailey, because you said it was kind of past your time, but I can just explain for you and also like everyone listening if you don't know. Um, basically Sam and Kat ran for one season. Um, and there was like tabloid rumors that Jeanette and Ariana weren't getting along and that it was because supposedly Jeanette found out that Ariana was making more money than her and then got upset about Mm. it. Um, and Jeanette said in the book, like, that's just literally not what happened. And it's so crazy looking back because like, I totally believed that. Like, I was like, I was like, that's such a specific rumor to make up like I just kind of believed it and I was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah like the show really needs to end like for both of their you know careers like it just neither of them want to do it and one of them's making more money and that's not fair so I was like this needs to end and it did end up ending and you know as she said in the book it was because supposedly a producer had sexual harassment charges Mm -hmm. accused at him and like you know all the onset conduct conduct with the creator who we know to be Dan Schneider Yeah, I thought that was, you know, what I really appreciated about her going into that is I understand like that was part of her healing journey and she needed to talk about that and she wanted to get it off her chest and cool, whatever. I think a lot of the times when I guess child stars or just people who've been on TV shows will write books or memoirs, they either go 
pretty far deep into the projects that they used to be a part of, or they barely mention them at all. Yeah. An example of this is like Hillary Burton Morgan writing her memoir, The Rural Diaries. She is best known from being Peyton on One Tree Hill, and she literally barely talked about One Tree Hill. And yeah, that's her God-given right. Like, I'm not saying that there's one right way to do it. But I thought it was interesting that I feel like Jeanette was in the middle where that was not what the whole book was about by any means, mm. but she was able to give closure. Like, of course, I'm sure to herself, but also honestly to a lot of us, like, you know, she wasn't able to speak out at the time or didn't want to speak out at the time about, you know, her truth and what was true and what wasn't for a number of reasons. One being that she would be attached to Nickelodeon for the rest of her life into this character. And she didn't want that. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether or not that worked, I mean, I'm not the one to say, but um, I'm so glad that she got to get the truth out, I guess. Like she got to get her side of the story out and she told us like what happened. And I had honestly been wondering for years and not that I'm entitled to that information, but like, I'm glad she talked about it because it was, it was interesting to get closure on it for sure. Yeah, no, I so agree. And also just closure on her relationship with Ariana during filming, um, which she says in the book, like, I don't feel this way at all, like anymore, but I give her credit for, being like yeah like all this was happening like she got to um skip out on episodes and filming while i had to be there and you know still do my part while she got to go tour or do whatever music thing that she was doing a lot of basically she was i don't know if she said it explicitly but it was like jealousy and that's how she felt at the time and i appreciate her like talking about that being like yeah this is what i did feel and to her to her like also i agree like a lot of it was very much unfair with what Ariana was able to do versus, totally. you know, Jeanette being stuck in the show and having to pull the weight while Ariana still also got to skip and do whatever she needed to do for her music. Um, and also then her following up saying, like, I don't feel this way now. I'm past this. But again, giving closure to people who are curious if that was a thing or if you had like anybody who had suspicions at all, if there was any rift between the two while filming the show. Um, but I did like that part that she included a lot. Yeah, and I respect the fact that she wasn't like, I don't like Ariana Grande because she got to do stuff that I didn't get to do. Like, that's just what I love about her. She's so goddamn emotionally intelligent. And she literally, like, the fact that she was able to admit that she was jealous, not a lot of people can do that. No. Um, She didn't tear Ariana Ariana down. She was just like, yeah, I was really jealous of her and it was really hard to be Mm -hmm. around her because she got to do these things. And, like, at the same time, like, the fact that Ariana got to skip out on filming a full episode, like that's not even Ariana's fault. Like the, no. it's the network who was allowing her to do that and not allowing Jeanette to do the films that she wanted to do because she had yeah. to be filming. Like they were giving Ariana special treatment. Like that's point yeah, blank. It, it was that's a double standard. Day. Yeah, totally. And like, I love that she's able to acknowledge that also acknowledge that she was jealous and also acknowledge that like, it's not, it's not even Ariana's fault, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I respect that so much. Like, it's so mature. And I just, it is. Mm, like, I just, I talk about her and I just love her. I just think yeah. she's so great. And I'm so glad she wrote this and that we get to read it. Yeah. And I think that what that's what makes this book so good is that she is emotionally intelligent and was and just like you know admitting to jealousy and just like all this stuff about her life and was just like laying it all out there i think that gives like she earns so much respect from readers 
that way. Um, and that's why, and like, I, I'm a fan of memoirs. I love memoirs. And like, I don't care if this is early on in the episode, but I will say this is one of the best memoirs I've ever read. Mm-hmm. And I've read a lot of memoirs um, for those, all of those exact reasons. Like it did everything a memoir does that I like what memoirs do basically. Um, so yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, briefly, just I want it because I didn't talk about it a lot. I mean, there's not much left to say, but I did go to her town hall event um, in New York where she was talking about the book. And I was really interested to see like who was going to show up or what the audience was going to be like. Um, I know that my friend went to her event at the Bell House in Brooklyn on release day and I really wanted to go. I just wasn't able to make it. Um, but she said that like the crowd was relatively awesome and asked great questions and whatever. And then she just said that there was one guy behind her that was like, yeah, I was watching Sam and Cat on Netflix and I Googled this and I, I found this event and I wanted to meet her. And I was like, how what? lame is that? Like, just like, how lame is it that like, you just, I mean, I know the book hadn't technically been released yet. So maybe he didn't realize like how like inappropriate that was to be like, I'm a huge Sam and Cat fan. So I'm going to show up to this event. Um, so, you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt and that he hadn't read the book yet mm-hmm. and maybe didn't understand how much she did not enjoy that experience. But I was like, okay, this is going to make me like a little nervous to see who shows up at town hall. And I think for the most part, I mean, I think she loved the audience. I think it was a great audience. Um, she did end up answering my question at the end. Like my question oh, yeah? was picked. They asked like five questions and, um, I, you know, had submitted it in advance. Um, and I basically had asked her which the answer she gave was exactly how I would have answered it but I was just curious I asked um if she could go back in time to her 15 year old self at the beginning of her career and just tell herself like one thing what would she have said and Mm -hmm. she answered it exactly how I would have which is she said like you know if I had gone back in time like there was nothing I could have said to myself that would have like snapped me out of what I was going through or like my mom would have stood in the way between me and like my 15 year old self and my 30 year old self and would have like blocked me and not let me say anything to her. Um, which I thought was like so funny, but I just like appreciated all of her, you know, uh, I guess eloquent answers to every question and taking the time to answer them. But no, I just think I'm blown away by that answer. I'm like sitting here like, Whoa, yeah, no, and that's it's accurate. It's very I mean, true. It's in the vein of like, I, I don't want to say, I, I mean, she didn't say this and I don't believe in this fri- phrase either. Like the whole everything happens for a reason thing. Like, okay, no, but also you wouldn't be where you are today without everything that you have been through. Mm-hmm. And I think personally, she's in an amazing place and she's changing lives. And she, I think she would describe, you know, her experience that same way too. Um, I think she just is literally out there killing it and um, is really helping a lot of people. And I think that's great. And I don't think she deserved anything she went through, but I think that she's, you know, made the best of it um, Mm -hmm. as we can all only hope to do. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I thought that, but yeah, I thought the crowd was interesting and I was glad that she was, um, I guess, receptive because there were, there was a lot of like hooting and hollering and, I was, I was hearing mumblings like of people in the hallways talking about stuff. And I was like, I wonder how many people here get it. And I'm not saying everyone at that, that event had to get it. I think the whole reason they should have been there was to get it even more. But I, you know, I was walking out of there with a friend who had had similar experiences to me um, regarding, you know, parents and complicated relationship with parents Mm -hmm. and like, you know, having really respected and admired Jeanette for years. Like we were kind of like, I wonder how many people here like 
understand what she was trying to say and or are just here because they liked her on iCarly. And at the yeah. end of the day, I hope that if they were just there because they liked her on iCarly, that they really gained something out of that experience and that they read her book and develop a whole new perspective. And I don't think you have to go through those difficult things to have empathy for it no, and yeah. gain a new perspective on it. And I just think it was interesting. I was like interested to see what the crowd was going to be like, but that's just a little bit about that experience I wanted to share with the class. <laughs> no, I, I so agree. And that's so, I'm so jealous that you were able to go. Cause I would have loved to hear her speak about the book. Um, but kind of going back to what you were asking earlier about like things that stood out and also in relation to um, what you were just saying, and what she was talking about and just speaking about like what she's been through and having difficult relationships with parents. Um, the very end, or it was the last chapter, she had that whole passage, basically like the whole book, it's like kind of like a push and pull of, you know, with her and her mom and her relationship with her mom. And at the end, she basically like lays it all out and was like, my mom was abusive. My mom did this to me. My mom did that. That it was so powerful. And just like the whole book of her just like trying to figure out this relationship that she had with her mom was very powerful and compelling. And again, like how she laid that one passage out, like I, I had chills. Yes. Um, how she was just able to like come and she's finally at a place where she can say this stuff about her mom where she couldn't before and never realized before. Um, and yes, just totally. like that whole, yeah, with, you know, complicated relationships with parents like it, the whole thing it was just so so good um but yeah that also really stood out to me and it was just a great way to end it for sure as well absolutely I totally agree I think what I love about her is you know she says people ask her like do you hate your mom and she's like absolutely not my mom was a very complicated mm -hmm. complex person who'd been through a lot and you know sometimes I miss her. And I'm just like, God, like, I can't even explain to you like how much that means to me to hear that. Like just coming from that perspective, it's like, she's giving herself room to like grieve and miss her mom while also understanding that that was an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And she experienced abuse. And that's going to follow her for the rest of her life. And it and it has complicated things for her you know, in the way she acts and the things she does and the experiences she has in, in her, all her relationships. Like, it's just, it's so, I don't know. It's just so meaningful to hear her say that. And she's saying things that some of us haven't even figured out yet. And she's helping mm -hmm. us figuring, <laughs> figure those things out. Yeah. And, you know, she's had more years of experience than I have and more life and more growth. And um, I'm just so glad that she's like sharing that with everyone because it is really just so meaningful. Yeah, no, that as well, that part where she was saying, like, so, or what it was, did someone ask her or was it in the book? I forget that. Does she? Does what she... I'm specifically talking about, that was honestly her interview with Trevor Noah that I just watched where he was yeah. like, do you hate your mom? And she was like, no. Yeah, because it uh, might, I don't know if it was in the book as well, because I was thinking about that and I was thinking about bringing it up because mm -hmm. that even personally helped me as well. Like people who have complicated relationships with their parents, like it's not easy, especially for parents mm -hmm. who had a complicated relationship with who also passed. Mm -hmm. Like it's a back and forth and it really is like, do you like hate your mom? And it's just like, no, like, no, I love my mom, but it's very complicated and it's, it's a, it's a ever going process. Totally. Um, and you know, in that particular situation, I feel like she is really helping people with that. Cause even for me, like it helped me reflect, um, as well. 
but yeah, no, I, I love that part. Like, you know, it's complicated. Anyone who knows, you know, has gone through it and has that, t- that situation has been through that situation. It's, it's a complicated, it's a back and forth thing. And you're, you're always, you know, going through it in your head emotionally and, you know, working with it and working with yourself. Um, especially, you know, when with that person, if that parent is no longer here trying to have a, res- a like a resolve or a resolution for that with yourself, like it's difficult. So I loved that she, you know, I love that she said that. Absolutely. And I'm glad you shared that because that's yeah. a unique experience that you have. And that's like so interesting to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, thank you, Jeanette. <laughs> yeah. God, thank you. Like, my God, I just like, I want to give her the biggest hug ever. And, yeah. you know, I tried to like stage door and some girls cut in front of me and got a picture with her. And I was I like, saw. you know what? I'm just going to, you know, karma's going to get them. It's fine. Like, they really, <laughs> I can't even explain to you, like, how much they actually just like completely cut in front of me and like I should have just been more assertive it's fine it's fine because that was another thing is that like people were chasing Jeanette's car when she was leaving and I was like if you read this book like do do you not understand like how much she would hate something like that like I'm not I'm not claiming to know her at all but I was like are you seriously gonna chase her car right now like do you know who you're dealing with I was just only people that watch my carly exactly and i was like trying to like be respectful because they were putting up barricades and i was like okay like clearly she's gonna be it's gonna be well received if she has some people waiting that like want to meet her um but then people were literally feral so you know i just think people need to act different especially like within the context of this book and like her experience with fame like i was so appalled by that behavior but that's not the point the point is that it was a great she yeah. perform it was a great show it was a performance it was a great <laughs> event um and i loved it and i loved seeing her and i just love this book so much and yeah. thank god she wrote it okay um, so ratings i was gonna say ratings yeah i think it's obvious it's <laughs> it's a five out of five probably five stars <laughs> and um yeah. personally i can even say it right here it's like one of my favorites of the year Oh, um, totally. It might be my favorite of the year. Yeah, uh, we will come back to that at the yeah. end of December if that still holds. But I think it is for you. Yeah, we'll see sure. how many more books I can even get through. I'm not so confident about hitting my reading goal this year, but yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I'm like staring at my bookshelf today. I was like, I should pick up a book for the first time in weeks. <laughs> I like really thought about it. Um, so maybe I will, but I'm glad I picked up this one and yeah. it was awesome. So. Me too. And we both have hard copies. Yes. I know. I got one at the event. I didn't have one. Um, and I found out, you know, a day before I showed up, they were like, oh, yeah, like, a ticket to this event comes with a free signed book. And I was like, oh, okay. So now oh I'm God. staring at it on my bookshelf and it's signed with a pretty pink marker. And That's so awesome. Cute. I know. And for I love me, cover design. Oh, yes. The cover is gorgeous. Yeah. It's very like, it's very symbolic and like meaningful Mm because it's like she's holding the urn and it's like the confetti and Mm -hmm. um, the colors colors and the font. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so, it's, there's so many elements and layers. I just love it. Yeah. No, I, I got mine at one of my local bookstores and I felt like Charlie from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and he got the golden (laughs) ticket because I was explaining to my mom, I'm like, mom, you can't get this book anywhere. 
yeah you it's still like in, in a week it's finally available on target and amazon but i was able to support independent and one of my local stores uh, but yeah i seriously felt like i had won the prize i had had the golden ticket because yeah, nobody no, that's amazing it. that's amazing you did they had actually talked about that at the event they were like yeah we panicked because at um you know at her publisher they were like, we panicked because you never want to sell out of all your stock because you want to get the book in people's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they talked about like one time where they didn't know she was in the room and someone came in asking like, did we find out about the rest of the stock of I'm glad my mom died? And um, <laughs> Jeanette was there and she was like, I'll come back. Um, which is just so funny to like hear yeah. about that from the publisher perspective because that never happens. Um, yeah. But that was cool. Um, so I, I just love that. But yeah, I love this book. I'm so glad we talked about it. Me too. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for the next one. And I hope she writes another book. I Oh, I hope so too. Or, you know, I hope she writes a movie or a TV show or literally anything that she writes. Like I will mm-hmm. be seated. Yeah, <laughs> I will no. be seated. Same. Like she's so good at what, at, like, you know, she sees how this has really, literally has taken off. Um, So hopefully she sees a future with continuing writing. Um, So yeah, yeah I, I hope she does. I can't wait to see what she does next. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Book Broads. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. So make sure you follow and subscribe. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Book Broads Podcast. We'll see you on our next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. (laughs) And read I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Yes. Read the book, please. Um, But yes, thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye. We'll see you next time.